So, um, what are your favorite moped sounds? I don't know, like touch a flower, is it moving? Like, no, nah, feel free locked up. Sounds like a fuck, dude. Oh boy! Wah, wah, wah. You fucking blew it. <laughs> I get the heaviest can. Oh, welcome to Moped Monday. Beer cast. Still no sponsor. PBR hates us. Yeah, we're switching to Coors Light. <laughs> I thought it was going to be Miller, the high life of beers. Nah, I'm not that fucking white trash. Dude, what's up? Welcome to the podcast. Uh, another week, you know, doing the thing. Of Coors Light is racing beer, man. It's like we all love to race our mopeds. Uh, Coors Light is totally racing beer. Okay. I don't know. I guess Bush is in the Bush League. Bush. Bush. <laughs> Smooth as this. But I only know, like, Bush, when you open the can, it's like, Bush. That just means quitting time to me. Mm. Like, game over. Like, work's over. It's Bush time. I don't know. I never yeah. had quitting time. Quitting time. Fucking slaving. Let's go, baby. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Y'all play mopeds this week? Dude, there's so much stuff going on mopeds this week. There's the fucking, um, that Idaho ride out thing's going down. Like, I saw people were out at that. I saw Meg Mopeds. What a fucked up state name, like Idaho. <laughs> so self-degradating. Like, why they gotta be like that? And why they gotta use hoe for anything? Potato. <laughs> Potato. <laughs> Justin, I know you've been doing interesting shit with Thomas's this week. What's up, bro? Yeah, I put a, a Streetmate R front end on a Calibri. First yeah. ever disc brake ever nah, on a Calibre. Nah, First nah, ever. He was nah, ta- he was nah. touting that shit on the internet nah, for a minute. And I'm like, nah. I don't know, Someone man. Zach Smog. Zach Smog has one with a KX80 front end on it. And I knew that. So you're saying first one done correctly? Ooh. No, yeah, he has one too. Dude, where'd you get that? Where'd you get the streamer from? Wasn't it like a pretty it, good deal? Yeah, I got it from a guy who works at a junkyard in Petersburg, and it was three hundred dollars, and somebody went down pretty hard on it. The pedal shaft's bent. The motor's locked up. It had a nice chrome tree spike on it, and that MSRP is for one sixty. And okay. I put it on my silver bullet, and that shit rips. There you go. Uh, MSRP so you like, manufacturers you know, suggested, suggested retail. retail. So yeah. you got like half half your money back right out the gates. Right out the gates. Yeah. And the front end's worth 200 bucks if you were to part it out. Yeah. No, we're not gonna do that. Somebody, Are they still worth 200 bucks. No, that's bucks? what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, a disc. <clears throat> Front brake, like the whole shebang, everything you need to I don't know. bolt on. I'd be hard pressed to sell bucks. that for two hundred dollars. I'd be hard pressed. Yeah, but I'm saying if someone wants to sell it, they're not going to get much more. Than like if you bucks. were looking to buy one, that's probably what you'd pay around two hundred bucks. Yeah, somebody offered me a hundred dollars for just the forks, and I kind of laughed him out of the alley. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> fuck out of here. Yeah, you you should have gone and fucking got the broom and tried to sweep them down the I've alley. I've definitely been there where I had like an extra set of Tomos discs, like hydros laying around. I was like, mm, all right, who wants them? Like I came off from the sal or something for like 150 bucks or something. This like, just sounds like hoarder status. Oh, I had an extra set yeah, laying around. Yeah, we, we just have but too like, many bikes laying around. Now I'm overvaluing everywhere. them. Yeah, I undervalued it to let it go. Oh, did you? Cause, yeah, because I need a little scratch in my pocket at the time. There's need lots a little of scratch in my pocket. There's lots of bikes I regret trying to get some scratch in the pocket. Yeah, we've all been there. Dude, I should have never sold my Black Hobbit. No, you shouldn't have. Like, that, that was one, probably my all-time that's a, that's favorite. That's like a hard one to find. I found probably 20 Hobbits in my in my not a clean, time. Not a clean black one. But though. a clean black one that I got in town. 
stalker, like, two beautiful, blocks from my house, ran great. Not yeah. two blocks from my house. It was like two miles from my house, and all I had to do was go like wire it, and it, and it started, and it ran perfect. It was like the stalker doing forty. He was doing that that fucking buddy hobbit setup, and it was like perfect until homegirl wrecked it. And forty is pretty decent. Yeah, that's all you need. It's 40, it's I, no seventy five, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do forty all day. I'm gonna be real comfortable. Yeah, forty is pretty fucking comfy, and the Hobbit gets there like light to light quickly. Yeah, because half the time you end up hitting that goddamn light. There's no as long as you can climb a hill. Yeah, you're not. It's been like rally status. We're out there like clipping off some blocks, not hitting a light for a hot minute, and that's a different story. You need like a faster bike to hang out with the pack or stay in front to try not to get lost. But around town, forty is kind of money. Yeah, this guy was doing sixty on the way up here on his fucking Vespa Cobra shit. No, it was like 72, yeah, 73, close 70. Enough. Now, I have no idea how fast it is. Fast. That thing was like fucking ripping. Enough. Yeah, I couldn't hang with that shit. He was pinning it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Thomas, I don't know if you saw our, one of our TikToks we threw up real quick. But, uh, Thomas, All you got to do is wash your Vespa. Shit makes it instantly <laughs> faster. It's crazy. Tom, Thomas scrubbed it down, dude. Got the grease off the wheel. Got and the, then it got for 10 miles an hour faster. Got the carb cleaned, and now it runs. It's amazing. I pulled it out of the truck here and rode it down to the shop, and I lost two to three bolts. <laughs> I mean, that's what it lasted. the last time you really took it out. I mean, you went riding. Like, that's what it was doing, just, like, rattling itself apart. Yeah. I hadn't tightened the bolt in forever, and so I lost uh, the exhaust, like, hanger bolt, and then uh, two of the frame bolts. And that happened when we took it to Tampa last year. Fucking pipe bolt fell off. And it had a fucking lock. It back I, I had a, like a lock nut on there too, and it still goddamn rattled off. And it was, it looked. I looked at it, physically looked at it before I like loaded it in the truck. I'm like, yep, still there, dude. That's still one of my favorite like moped moments. I have the footage of it too on my GoPro from when like your pipe bolt came off. And the Never to dangling. be seen again. I actually showed it to a man, and we watched it in the living room one time. Oh yeah, but like it's not like on the internet. But like you like your pipes hanging, it's dangling. I'm like, yo, Thomas, look at your pipe. And, and he already had like a rat, like a like a bungee cord, like on his rear rack, and he unhooks the bungee cord and like just like stretches it down to the hole in his uh in his baffle and choop, and put the fucking other part of the stretching the red into the hole and thumbs up, the, I'm out of here. That held the pipe up until we got to somewhere to stop. It was classic. And then we were robbing. I was like, what bolt do I rob off of Jason's bike? That's not that yeah. important. Always like whenever your bike has a spot for, for a spare e- bolt for, for an extra nut, fucking carry bolt, one. Just like put it in the hole. And Loctite it on or whatever, because you never know when something else is going to rattle loose and you could use that and one And I've said bolt. this advice, and I just don't do it myself. I need to do it myself, because I know I've got 50 fucking 10 mil oh like bullshit things laying around. I could just find a place to stash yeah. them and squirrel them away. How funny would it be to just like, if you have like a little straight part on your bike where it's got a, you know, some metal, you just drill a consecutive row of holes and you just put in you tap them you just put in a bunch of 10 M4, mils m4 m5 m6 <laughs> yeah that's the spare that's a spare part ben <laughs> yeah but for me like once you use all those bolts up then your shit just looks like that thing when you go to lowe's and try to find the size bolt you need yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on the side of the wall because yeah, i won't actually have the hardware anymore that will have vibrated out too yeah, it's come down to the point where I'm about to get on Amazon and order a plastic bin of M6s of various styles. M6. Yeah? Only. M6 only. That's some weird shit. Yeah. Not not really, but... Yeah. I got the fucking Vespa, though. Tuned it up. Changed the variator weights. Uh, heated my rear contra spring because it's got like a yellow contra spring, which is a little bit too stiff. So I just heated the shit out of it with a torch on like just a couple of the coils to sort of 
weaken the tension on those things, which I don't like to do because it ends up doing this like sort of a, it can't catch its spring rate quite right, but like the red's too stiff. The yellow is almost too stiff and I don't have any fucking plenty whites. So I got to work with what I got. There's this one weird spring thing that happens in the, in the, in the French Moby game where like your Doppler spring is just like spinning entirely too loose. And like when you're like trying to take off, it literally just goes wow, wow, wow. That's wow, what my wow. shit's trying to like do. Like your bike's just like in out, in out, in out, in out, like just like bucking. It's like my out. clutch is grabbing, and then the spring starts to do its thing, and then the spring starts grabbing, and then releases because the pressure's there. Like there's, the balance isn't quite right. Yeah, that's and that's what's fucking me up off the line right now because I could be smoking motherfuckers off the line too. I mean, it's still pretty good off the line, but it looks fast on GPS, undocumented. But it's fast. I have a radar gun. Let's we gotta get it one day, dude. I've been out in the fucking front yard because I get up early, right? Like sometimes there's some shit going on. A cat's trying to like fart on my face at three or four o'clock in the morning to go outside. So like I'm up. So I wake up and get my coffee and I go out front and I've made these signs. One big ass fucking like giant sign. One says "New High Score" <laughs> that I wrote on there. And the other one is just a big frowny face, and the backside says, speed limit's 35, asshole. Mm. And I sit out there in the morning sometimes with my radar gun and use these two signs, because people right, go people. down. Yeah, yeah, like people. All right, Because I'm bored as fuck. I'm just, I don't know what people is. Grandpa. Right, Grandpa. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm bored as fuck sometimes, and like I don't want to call the cops. I just want to heckle people. Yeah. So I sit out there in the morning with my lawn chair with my coffee and fucking <laughs> shoot my radar gun at fucking cars driving down the road and like hold up a new high score sign or like a big frowny face. That's funny. I need to make a big thumbs down one. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. I have fun. I don't give a shit. Just heckle people. I'm not calling the cops though. Fuck that. Yeah, yeah. No. They'll come. Yeah, anyways. Dude, I rode mopeds this week, so that was cool. Um, I went on that real trash ride that Eric led from a... Uh, Damn. Graveyard shifters. That was yeah, I heard that. Was that was an bad. epic graveyard shifters went, ride. Probably yeah. their best ride ever. They went from the garage to the cemetery, and they hung at the cemetery. Great spot, right overlooking the river. You get the was the cemetery cool like fifty five miles of straight road from the garage to the cemetery? Death march. No, like a no, death, they like went, a death march. No, and they went from down the street to around the corner. <laughs> Hollywood. <laughs> oh, your bike didn't even warm up. You didn't even pull your choke off. I, I was like, I'm not even going to go meet him at the garage. I'm going to meet him en route because I know they're going to stop somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And I met him at the graveyard. They got to get gas and wait for the one broke down person. And they took some, you know, hung out, checked it out. Fucking that dude Harris was in town with his like big ass poodle, like doodle or whatever. Like, in, yeah, I don't in know a, what that camp- was. a camping backpack. Yeah, uh, hipster's wet like, dream, that guy. Full size. Not a, not a little dog. Full size. Full dog. size, unneutered. ass dog. Goofy ass poodle. Taking up a whole camping sack. Real nice dog. Real nice dog. I didn't really get to talk to him so much, but I can say this dog seemed like it was pretty legit. He was, was a real cool. gentleman. And like, you know, he's like, I mean, that's what you do. If you want you want your dogs and your animals to ride on vehicles with you, you just, like, force them to do it when they're little, and then they, they're super used to it forever. So he's like, yeah, like, I had him doing this at, like, eight weeks on bicycles. Yeah. So he's, like, fine with it. But he, the dog's just, like, swinging his head around, looking all over the place, like, having a blast. I'm like, this dog's loving Enjoying life Enjoying right it, now. yeah. It's like... It's, I'm like, this is awkward. You're on a stock Z. It looks uncomfortable. The dog is probably used to it. Swinging around. Balance has to be, feel crazy. And he had like a he had a head leak for sure. Like every time he started his bike, like, you hear this fucking bird from across the parking lot, yeah. and we're like, Damn. no one had a ten mil. It's like 
It's like, oh, oh man. man, like struggling. And we're like, all right, fucking well, Maddie's like, yo, I'll just tell Eric to go straight back to the garage so we can like get back. Oh, is Eric a prospect? No, is Eric Maddie was, just bossing him around? Eric was leading the ride. Once he led the ride to the to the spot, didn't know where he was going. We had to pull over three times for him to check directions on his cell phone. Yeah, his I'm fucking like, Bluetooth is dead. It's been dead. It's yeah. always going to be dead. I'm like, you live here and you don't know where you're going. Like, you shouldn't be leading the ride. <laughs> Damn. And then, uh, and then like on the way back, we're like, all right, cool, we're going to go straight back. So I'm like, all right, I was going to lead a fun ride back. Oh, we shit on Eric. Let's let's, let's keep that up. Yeah, I thought we were going to lead like a fun ride back. And then like he's like, oh, like the dude's bike was fucking up. So we're like, all right, cool, we'll go straight back. And he kicks it down like Hall Street. And I'm like. I wonder if he knows that you can't take a left on the closest road to go back toward the garage. Like, yeah. you can't turn the no, left on this yeah. over here. So he went past that, and I'm like, well, you can't take a left on Commerce either. I wonder if he's going to do some other shit. Nope, he kept going straight. He went straight all the way down to the bottom. Hmm. So we took a right, we, we went straight all the way to the bottom to, like, march all the way up the fucking hill of Main Street. Which I don't hate. Which I don't hate. Because I'm on a variated bike. But the other guy's on usually. a stock ZA with a head leak. And he's like Hauling struggling a dog. to keep the bike alive at every stop. He's probably had girlfriends that weighed less on the <laughs> oh, back of that bike. And he's, yeah. he's fucking got that dog. That's a big yeah. dog, man. But yeah, we hope that he, left. He small himself. He a guy I, gave him a little hand, I gave him a little hand of God. Boost up the hill. I'm like, we made it back. Hand of God. And Jess's fucking uh, tool little bag was like dangling from her rear fender. Oh, uh, if you carry things on your on your fender, you gotta make sure we strap them down snug. Because yeah. it was like had some sketchy moments for sure. Like, ooh, ooh the bag is getting kind of low. Mm. You're like looking at it. You're like, that's what ha- that's what happened to my last bag, my like hip bag. It had like tied around the Vespa or whatever, and it would spin around eventually and like drag on the tire, and I lost a few things. Yeah. Had to patch it up. Cool. But before we get too deep into it, we do have a guest tonight, as we said last week. And it's not uh, just me. I'm not the guest. <laughs> it's not just as me. As much as you guys no, want. I me. I ain't <laughs> yeah, we got, uh, we got Moped Larry, who's been... Nobody knows who Moped Larry is. And a, he's and never been on the internet. <laughs> I thought he was he's fake. Been on, he's been on Moped Army, like, deep in some fucking post-game. So if you actually like lurk the Moped Army, you've seen him post... At least in buy sell trade. It's like <laughs> being is like being a celebrity in in like our world or any world. And if you're a celebrity on Moped Army, is that like finding a file that's like a porn file hitting deep in a file in a file in a file in your fucking computer? Damn, like you have you, to really dig for like that's to that's find the celebrity you hide, status. You hide them. <laughs> I don't. That's a, lot, that's a lot of work. <laughs> I don't have a computer, so I don't know how that works. But I've heard that that's how that happens. He's like an urban legend, like a tall tale. He's nine thousand posts deep on Moped Army. Right. That's pretty. That's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good amount of posting. And he said he got his first moped in the seventies. Yeah. So, he was like I mean, actually he's an old dude, so he yeah. actually got to ride him, ride him back in the day. Yeah. Let's give him a call, and we're gonna get into it with him. And how old is he? Hopefully, tell, he can old tell us some stories. He's man. Old school. That's how old he is. Like eighty? Oh man, this nah. shit's coming out of both headphones right out the gates. We're doing all sorts of things right tonight. I'm telling Hello. you. Yo, what's going on? Hi, how are you guys doing? Good, is this man. Chad Burke? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show, Chad Burke. No, it's good it's, to talk it's, to you it's finally. Me, it's the other guy with all the bikes. No. <laughs> Used to have all the bikes. Yeah, yeah. So uh we kinda introduced you, but why don't you go to introduce yourself? Okay, well my name's Larry Shaber. Um 57 years old, currently live in, uh, in in Virginia. I used to live in New Jersey. And uh, my story basically starts in 1977 when I was about 13 and a half years old. My father saw an ad in the paper for, uh, it was a promotional ad from a bank, basically asking, 
you know, if, if, uh, if you deposit $3,000 in a bank account, you get a moped for free uh, in lieu of interest. So that's how it all started for me. Uh, I got that first bike, which was a 77 motorbicane, the wor- biggest piece of junk I ever owned. <laughs> but it was, a, it was a stepping stone to, uh, to what, you know, what happened later on. A brand new moped, and it's still a piece of shit. <laughs> brand new. It was. It was a piece of junk from day one. It was. A, it was a fifty L, brand new orange one, right out, right out of the factory, and had problems from it from right from the beginning. Fouling spark plugs, uh, clutch problems, muffler problems. Uh, you name it. Every week it was in back in the shop again. AB seven, living that French dream. I like. I like. <laughs> I like. I was calling the exhaust a muffler. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! All over again. I'm dating myself, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Got mufflers on our bikes. On Dude, that was sick, though. Like, first moped at 13. Had you, like, done anything mechanical or ridden bikes before then? Uh, no, not at all. It's, uh, not, I never had a mini bike or anything. This was the first, my first delve into, uh, into motorized anything, um, which then later led, led on to me working on Volkswagens, air-cooled Volkswagens, and then back to mopeds and scooters. But, uh, yeah, prior to that, I didn't have any mechanical knowledge. Everything I everything I learned, I learned basically on my own, just watching. And we know where the Volkswagens take you. <laughs> Down another rabbit hole. <laughs> Nothing but trouble, man. It was uh, it was a long time I was working on Volkswagens. Even when I was here in, in the, the Richmond area, I've always I always had at least one or two air cooled uh, VWs here. Now I, I've actually got one right now, a '67 VW that uh, I just bought, and it's fully restored. So realistically, I, uh, that's probably the trend. Like, if you have a Volkswagen, you don't have a Volkswagen. You have like a Volkswagen, and then the 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 other Volkswagens that keep the one running. Yeah. Hey, you gonna exactly. walk? You gonna walk the floor pans in? Uh, floor pans. The original floor pans. They're they're all still intact in good shape. There you go. Not for long. Let me get a hold of it. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna party up in that bitch. Uh. <laughs> So after that uh, first bike at 13, did you just stick with mopeds steady after that, or was it like yeah, a break I, before you? Well, I had I had that moped for about a year, and I sold it. And then I bought a uh, 1978 Gorelli Grand Sport LTD. It was a black one with uh, gray mags, gold pinstriping. I think I paid around $525 for it. It was brand new from a moped shop called Moped Palace in, in Summit, New Jersey. And I rode that bike from 1978 to the time I got my moped, my driver's license in 1981. And even a little bit after that, I even took it to college with me in 1983. I took it there for a little while. Like legit then, transportation, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was great for transportation. It was, it was basically it was independence for us, myself and my friends and all. We, we just, we didn't have to depend on our parents' rides anymore. We were, you know, going out, going places, going places to eat, picking up girlfriends. You name oh, yeah. it, we did it on we did it on mopeds back then. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! So we so basically, you know, I had the bike up until I got my my driver's license, put it away down my parents' basement, and then like the old story goes, my my parents got ready to move, and then they told me, you know, you have to get this bike out of here. So like around 1993, 1994, I was dating this young lady who had a, a young son, and uh, I I made the big mistake of giving him my moped, my original Gorelli. No, and. Uh, <laughs> Had it fixed up. There was actually a, there was actually a moped place in Richmond. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but Moped Cafe. No, no it was no, this is way before that. This is an older gentleman who lived. I think I can't. I don't know if he lived in Richmond or Chesterfield, but uh, Hell Satan's ended up buying out all of his inventory. Um, he actually did the, uh, the resurrection of, the, of my Gorelli, and then I gave it away to my 
my girl I was dating her son. I wonder if it was too little travel. Those guys. Yeah. So I, I basically I gave away the bike, and then I, then I, I spent the next fifteen years looking to find another one identical to it, which I now I have in my possession. You never let it go. No, I'll never let it go. Yeah, I've got, I've got some of those. Yeah, you you buy it. I'm I'm like. I sold my dart to a friend. I'm just like, motherfucker, you end up cutting it up and like just chopping it up. I'm like, I thought you were going to keep it like it was a nice bike and you fucking destroyed it. Yeah. And now I'm kind of on the hunt for another like super clean dart. But like realistically, I'm just going to stash it away, never ride it. I won't fuck with it. That's that's how I am with my grill. I, I, I ride it occasionally just to, just to get it out there a little bit. But uh, for the most part, it just, it just sits and uh, I, I clean it and I... I it, no gas in it. It's just going to keep it and preserve it that way. But tell my uh, grandkids are ready to ride. We uh, awesome. we squirreled Ashley's bike. I bought uh, like I found like a, I guess it would be like a storage locker find that Maxi that I got mm-hmm. her with like zero mm-hmm. miles on it. Pulled the plastic off, kind of fired up, and we wow. took it out for a ride the other day. And I hadn't started this bike in close to a year or more, but I remember putting it away with like ethanol free fuel and mm-hmm. fuel stabilizer. And it was a good damn thing because we kind of got tanked one night and we're fucking with mopeds and that son of a bitch fired up with like two licks. Oh, no yeah. No problem. Went right all over the neighborhood and that stock ass maxi, 25 miles per hour, never felt so good. No helmet, yep. through the trailer park, ripping, having a great time. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That hook maxis and, and I, have a, I have a Bianchi snark. Same thing. I could not ride it for a couple years at a time and then. Jump on it one or two kicks and she's back on the road. She's back on the road again, firing up. Yes, that's a good thing. If you can find that like boat fuel or ethanol free fuel and put some stabilizer mm-hmm. in it, if something you're not gonna ride very often, man, it's it's money in the bank to put that shit in there. Dude, that's exactly. a, that's some of the uh, the bikes that I like regret, like because like I'm looking, we're on your moped uh, page, your moped army page right now too, and like the three bikes you have listed, I'm like, damn, like I had the Maxi Lux. The Maxi Lux is legit. I had I had a I had a Bianchi fucking snark, and I'm like, those are two I wish I never let go of, like. Yeah, I probably have ten solid bikes that I wish I never sold. I've had a couple Gorelli LTDs, but I don't know if I've had like the Grand Sport. I don't know that much about Gorellis, but I have every Gorelli I've ever owned. I enjoyed, but I think my favorite Gorelli was the Basic, the Gorelli Basic that I had. Yeah, that's one of the few bikes I've never owned. Was the Basic. I've I've actually had an opportunity to buy one, but then I, I ended up uh, at an auction in South Carolina several years ago. Um, but I ended up passing on it. Somebody outbid me on it, but. Uh, I've owned just about every Gorelli out there, and uh, there's something about Gorellis, the way they were designed, very smooth. They, they have you know, rubber motor mounts. They're fast it's out of the gates. You don't have to really fuck with them to do 35. They're just good bikes. Exactly. Just yeah. Other than that rubber clutch thing, that you know, it, they're they're fantastic bikes. But even that's not that much of a downfall. Like uh, we had a Gorelli that was that was. I mean, my Gorelli was doing probably 30, 35 all day long, no problem, and you never had to work on it. Just fire it up and go. That's that's how it was from 1978 to 1981. I never did a thing to that thing other than maybe clean the carburetor every now and then. Other than that, I never really touched the bike. Which is definitely insane to think about because you think of like every person who's got into mopeds now. Like, who's gotten more than a couple years out of a bike with not having to work on it? Right. Yeah. Like, I don't know anyone who gets in the game, because everyone gets in the game new, and, like, they expect that to happen I out think, of a moped, and then mm-hmm. when it doesn't, and they've learned they have to work on it, they either, like... They fold. Yeah, they either fold, or they 
find a friend or they find the community or they find a way to do it themselves. I think that if I didn't loan my bikes out occasionally, I wouldn't have to work on them so much. Yeah, like my Blue Maxi, yeah. that thing's pretty solid. But mm-hmm. every, but I feel like when I loan it out, it comes back and some kind of it's it's got like a bad attitude. It's not you know, like I don't know how to describe it. Like I'm like, there's no way they fucked the points up or they changed something. Like what happened? Mm-hmm. I don't know if they like when I loaned it out, they were just running it harder than I would have run it. Well, that's just a matter mm-hmm. of like the way you treat your bike versus like treating someone else's. Yeah. Yeah. And you're paying attention to it more so you know what's up with the bike versus like someone else rode it for a while and you're not really sure what it's doing. Like I would not run my bike, you know, like my kitted bike wide open throttle entirely across the bridge, just pinning it just for the hell of it. But I think that somebody borrowing it would. would. Correct. Mm Mm-hmm. Mopeds, Finnick. Mopeds. (laughs) So you uh, took your bike to college and when did you really get into the deep rabbit hole that you're known for about 1997 I, I, was, I just moved back to new jersey from richmond and um i had an itch to buy a moped again and i was on yahoo classifieds i don't know if you remember that oh, like first shit. Thing i'm yeah. still on there <laughs> <laughs> i got my m for m fucking post up there somewhere <laughs> <laughs> so i got on yahoo classifieds and i saw the snark for 75 dollars that's the one i still have today that was about 1997 so you're looking at about 24 years ago i bought that snark and uh i bought it for 75 bucks had a title and i started tinkering around with it again it, just, it came right back to me because the grelly and the, and the snark have the same carburetor different different motors but same basic you know same same it was same basically the carburetor and stuff started tinkering with it and uh next thing you know i bought of all things, I bought a 1977 motor became 50L, the exact oh, one I had fuck. when I first started. Jesus. <laughs> like, asking for abuse. I paid, I think, 50 or $75 for it. I went and I cleaned the gas tank, and sure enough, I, ha- I had, like, vinegar in there, and it all of a sudden it started springing uh, holes in the gas tank. So I had uh, vinegar all over my all over my concrete floor in my garage, and I had to get rid of that thing. I took that thing apart, parted it out, and got rid of it. I just wanted it out of my garage. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. That, that's a common problem with the ones that don't have shocks on them, isn't it? Like the gas tanks just like eat themselves apart, like the seal. Like it, I guess yeah. it's like the welded seams or something just really so aren't like, that good. So where the yeah, tank in the in the seat posts meet on those motorcanes, they're they're like brass. They're not even like welded together. So. Braised yeah. together, yeah. Yeah, so it's just like it takes it's that spring up. Leaks. You hit yeah, it too they're, hard. They're, yeah, they're known to spring leaks right at the bottom. Mm-hmm. One good, po- one good pothole, one good drunk night trying to make it home. I've trashed probably three Moby frames from that exact same leak. And like, there's nothing really you, you can really do to fix it unless you... No. I mean, what about structural rigidity? Is it still like structurally sound or... Not yeah. really. I mean, you, you, can re- you can repair the pinholes. You can braze them or you can, you can even put red coat in there and seal them up. But it, it doesn't change the, the, the structure of the frame. I mean, it, it's compromised once that happens. Yeah. Okay, that's what I was wondering. It's like, if it's not compromised and like it's still a safe bike to ride, then you could just red, co- like you said, red coated. I like the Eastwood sealer, and then I've gotten recently into like Poor Fifteen sealer. I've heard Poor Fifteen's tight. That's what uh, our friends that do motorcycles always. That's recommend. what I. That's what I used on the last bike. That white bike I did. I had Poor Fifteen the whole tank, and it's pretty legit. It kind of foams up and coats it pretty fucking good. Dude, yeah. I, I remember the like the second time I creamed a mo- a creamed a gas tank. It was it was a Moda McCain. 
So I had the whole thing like off and like all the parts off it. You're holding this whole frame in the air, trying to shake tossing it around. around. Yeah, and it was just like I didn't clean the tank good enough, and it was just like mm-hmm. this clay shit that was just like peeling apart in layers. Yeah, yeah. It was it was so bad. I just ruined it. Yeah, because the rust yeah. will eventually unadhere whatever you put in there. Yeah, right. If you don't prep that thing right, it it doesn't doesn't stay good. That's what I'm, I like. Like I, you know, like you see the electronic electrolysis, whatever they call it, where you put like the le- the sacrificial uh, the rod in there, cleaning for the yeah. rust, like electrostatic. Um, yeah, yeah, that shit works pretty good. But but the trick is you got to like use a funnel to shove in the tank to keep the, your sacrificial rod from like touching the other side right. of the tank when you're doing it, mm-hmm. and it does right. work pretty good. But usually, I just use muriatic acid and just eat the fucking like rust clean out of it. Like, oh yeah. Yeah, it's going to have more holes than it would have had, but <laughs> all the rust is done. And then I just tape the outside of the gas tank up. Like if it's something like uh, I had a uh, Saks G3. The entire, mm-hmm. everything from the uh, the decals up where the uh, the moisture got to it, just like mm-hmm. pinholes everywhere. But it wasn't a structural part of the bike, so it was fine. So I ate all the rust out with fucking muriatic acid, muriatic, whatever you want to call it. And then t- taped up the rust Moronic holes. Moronic acid. And then cream sealed it, and it was perfect. I never had a problem out of it after that. Mm. I still like the Evaporust, dude, because I know it's safe. I don't got to yeah. worry about I've fucking used, all the acid shit. I've used it before. Yeah, I, I've always just used plain white vinegar. That's all I've ever used. That's what I started, because that's what I learned from Open Army. I read it in the wiki sometime, and they were like, yeah, just mm-hmm. put in a ga- go to the grocery store, buy a gallon of vinegar, buy a thing of salt. Mix it together, put it in the gas tank with some nuts and bolts and shit, and it worked just fine. I got this bad yeah. bad habit of telling people when I'm selling a bike that like, oh, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll probably clean the gas tank before it gets sold, and then they're like, I'm buying the bike right now, so I'm on the way. So then mm-hmm. I just muriatic acid that shit as fast as I can, clean it up to get him down the road. <laughs> I remember like uh, our buddy Zach from our Smog Squad like put the acid in his tank one time, and he just like left it in there for like three days, and he came back and it's like the whole tank was just like full of pinholes yeah but, shit everywhere because it ate and all the rust out yep. <laughs> but the tank was shit anyway yeah. when you really think about it the acid e- eats your fucking tank clean through your tank is fucked anyway like going around <laughs> oh, that yeah. shit true yeah so what about your e50 that we took apart the other day did you ever order the parts for it yeah i got it back together and um then I, I have it all buttoned up. I got new case bolts for it and everything, and new Allen head bolts. Allen heads. Hey, you get any more impact bits? We done broke three of them. <laughs> I haven't got, haven't got any more, though. Straight to Prown Town, baby. <laughs> yeah, in case, and in case you didn't know, I, I'm Thomas from Rubble Parts Moped Shop, and <laughs> I'm the guy that you PayPal, so I appreciate the payment. Thanks so much for the Oh, no problem. I appreciate send, send the, the money part. over. I'm the guy that hit on the impact hammer for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and Frankie's not but, here. The motor's on my bench, it's all together. But then I noticed that when I was putting the piston on it, the damn uh, wrist pin bushing was was shot. It was all egg, it was like egg shaped out. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. So <laughs> I had to I had to press that thing out today, and I have to press in a new one next week when I get one. Yeah. But other than that, the motor's back together. It's, it's turning over smooth now. It's it's terrific, I, and I appreciate all the help you work. Oh yeah, man, it's good to hear. You yeah. putting it back to stock like a stock maxi? Stock maxi, just the way it came from the factory. I mean, the bike is all original except for the Why tires. would you do that? <laughs> I didn't question him, man. He's an OG. I didn't question him. I just did what he said. You know, cranks are so cheap. Why, why are you uh, interested in making that bike a stock bike? 
I know it's, it's always been my preference. I, I've had a kitted bike before, but I just like I always come back to stock bike. I just I yeah. enjoy driving twenty five to thirty five miles an hour for some reason. I don't but know you don't have now. to kit it to put a nice roller crank in it. I could, but you know, I've had I've had not so good experiences with aftermarket parts. I bought um, exhaust baffles for it, aftermarket, and it's just, they're not the same quality as the original ones from the factory. Yeah, uh, and I've never bought an aftermarket crank before, but I'm you know I'm assuming that. They, there's no way they could be as good as they were when the Austrians made it 40 years ago. I mean, I, I just can't see it being any better than it was from the factory. I'm going to disagree with you on that. I'm going to say we haven't had enough time to find out. I'm going to say that I've put, you know, like, I mean, a kit puts a lot of stress on an aftermarket crank. But you're talking brass bushing versus roller bearing. Right. Roller so, bearing. The, the roller bearing crank, man, I the mean, wind. they're putting them in things for a reason. They're not using brass bushing cranks in cars anymore for a reason. It's 2021. Oh, I know. I mean, Poop did, did, did uh, go to a roller bearing crank in the mid-'80s. Uh, this, this particular bike that I have is a 1980 model, so it came with the, uh, you know, the one with the small end bushing. Did the you have a, it, was it a four-bearing uh, motor or a three-bearing motor? It's a uh, four-bearing, four let's see. It's four bearing motor. Okay, yeah. So you actually had the yeah. So the like the eighty five and up, like when they switched over manufacturers, they started going with the three bearing, like the Corrado motors. Right. Yep. But uh, if I could have if I could have located a uh, an, an original uh, roller bearing crank, I probably would have installed that instead. But I just I'm very hesitant about putting aftermarket parts in in, those, in these bikes. I just I just not sure about the quality. I, I know some people say that the quality is better than it was forty years ago, but. I would my, say my, that the quality is fantastic. I've been running that cheap ass seventy dollar treats crankshaft in a Gila kit, which puts tons of stress on it. It's got right. a billion miles on it. Send it. And I've not even seen an iota of slop in it. Wow. That's terrific. Now you put that in up a, either. But you put no I mean that thing is good. <laughs> well that thing's abused for years and years and years. And yeah. even the uh, that same Gila bike, I mean the uh, the Polini crankshaft is the same, no, same uh, crank. Same crankshaft and everything in it, and it's still solid. But wow. that's a that's a DMP crank, which is a little bit better mm-hmm. build quality. Mm-hmm. Um I mean I would I mean faith, I mean I've got faith in it all day long. Maybe I'll give it a shot then. I've never uh, like I said I've ordered other stuff. You know, re pop stuff from treats and, and other and, and dogs and, and other places. And I've never had, I've never been satisfied with the quality of being as good as the original stuff. Like I said, that the exhaust baffle was, it was terrible. It, 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 things were like bending as I was tightening it up in the, in the exhaust. It was, but that's it was treats fault. That's not the parts fault. That's treats fault. Right. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Mm. Shoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, like I've I've run those uh, aftermarket roller bearing crankshaft. You got to think if you're putting a roller bearing crankshaft, it's less resistance. You're going to take if you got a two horsepower top end, you're going to have less resistance rolling around in your bottom end, which may mm-hmm. it's not going to give you like more performance that you're really going to notice, but it's just going to be a lot smoother. Right. I, I mean, agree. I think so. I mean, I don't know. The, the brass bushing's great. I've never had a problem with a brass bushing. I've run kits on brass bushings and never had one fail on me. But I didn't have a kit on a brass bushing that I pushed to the limits either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those those brass bushings, they're only good for about six, six seven thousand miles. They just, you know, it's just, um, they just uh, over time, it, it's, it's brass. It's soft metal. They use sometimes they use brass or bronze. 
it's soft metal and it's going to wear. And uh, just the slightest bit of wiggle in that in that wrist pin, you're going to have piston slap. And a lot of people they they ignore when they do rebuilds. They say, ah, it looks fine, it feels fine, but you know that, that's one of the most neglected parts in a, in a motor is that wrist pin. I think the biggest problem I have with aftermarket cranks is setting the backlash on the clutch. Right. But, you know, like now you can get shims so easily, it's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But if you're using a stock clutch, you're just going to use that one big fat-ass shim on the bottom and you're fine. You know? That's it. But but the aftermarket clutch, you do have to change it up a little bit and order the shim kit to make sure you shim properly. Mm Mm-hmm. So, just like for like, since you've been doing it so long, how... How long would you ride a bike for before you checked maintenance on stuff like that? Because I know some people just ride their bikes until they break, which is right. fine. You know, the parts are cheap enough compared to motorcycles and cars and other things. But if you want to do preventative maintenance, like how often would you check your internals and your clutch and your Larry's piston? preventative maintenance is putting fucking taking the gas out of it and parking it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got a hundred bikes. You can do that. I think around thirty five hundred to four thousand miles, you got to start looking, taking them off the you know the head and, and the jug and taking a look at things. See how much carbon's in there. You know, clean the carbon out of the ports and the, and the exhaust. That kind of stuff. That, I've always you know changed the the, uh, the transmission oil, that kind of stuff. But um, you know, I, I read I read uh, posts from people that say that they you know they, they do all these checks and preventive maintenance and checks that every, every time they ride they check this that and the other thing. I think it's a little bit of an overkill, but I'm, I'm a kind of I, I I don't ride until things break, but I you know I don't I don't overdo it either. I think I, when I do a check, I look to see what's missing. <laughs> we did a ride tonight. And I'm like I, I take it out of the truck, and I knew one bolt was loose, and I was like, oh, let me snug it up, and I think I can make it like the. I mean, how long is it from my from your house to the shop? It's it's like pretty fucking close. Yeah, maybe four or five like miles. Th- and I'm thinking, there's no miles. way that bolt is going to vibrate completely out between here and there. At least I didn't. Mm-hmm. At least I didn't think. I get there, no bolt. Mm-hmm. It's gone. <laughs> well, that bike also vibrates hard as hell. And that, I don't right. know. Real hard now. It's bad. I don't know. It's just there's something not right. But still, my my thing is, I think if like preventative maintenance for me is looking at the bolts being tight. I've you know, fake wheelied, goofing off, and had the front wheel fall off. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Uh, you know, like, coming out tonight, the exhaust bolts came off of it. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I had to put new fucking exhaust bolts on the bike yeah. between here and there. And, it, and it, it was there when I left the house. It was there when I loaded the truck up, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't get crazy with, with maintenance or anything until basically it dies. But my basic preventative maintenance is, yeah, oil change occasionally... Spark plug if it's running like shit. And then, you know, check your bolts. Yeah, I check my head bolts, my exhaust bolts, axles. I don't even check them halfway that they're tight. I just look at them to see that they're there. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> a battle. <laughs> Another thing that's overlooked a lot are wheel bearings. A lot of people, you know, they get yeah. a moped after 40 years, and they never check those wheel bearings. And if you ever do check them, they're usually the grease is all dried up. It's all crumbling. You know the bearings. It's, there's no, there's nothing in there to lubricate anything. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing that people overlook as well. And if you think about it, that's a lot of drag on your bike. Yeah. If you're trying oh, yeah. to like haul ass, like, oh, this fucking two horsepower maxi is, you know, like, I mean, what does a two horsepower maxi do normally? What 30, 30 35 miles an hour? Yeah, yeah like, about oh, thirty five. Yeah, so this two, 35. which is pretty good. I mean, they rip. I, I think that's awesome. 
But, mm-hmm. oh, this two horsepower maxer, you know, like slow as shit, does 20 miles an hour. I'm like, man, it shouldn't. That thing should be, you know, like doing yeah. pretty good, be keeping up. And, like, you're right. Like, wheel bearings will create so much fucking drag that mm-hmm. you cannot get to the maximum speed. And then you fail, and you're on the side of the road with a yeah. wobbly wheel. Right. I remember right. seeing, like, just someone was, like, working on a wheel one time, like, when we used to have a gold group shop. And they, like, it was on a stand, and they casually... Like an unsolvable puzzle? No, no, no. Like, it was good. Like, the, everything <laughs> was perfect about the wheel. Like, the wheel was the way it should be. And I saw him, like, barely spin it, and the wheel just spun and spun and spun. For, for for minutes, it yeah. was so long. It was still spinning. We walked away. We came back. The wheel's still spinning. It's like if your wheel doesn't just spin, something's not right. That's yeah, how dra- I try to get right. my wheels. Drag and resistance, man. Like you want to talk mm-hmm. about, like oh, you want to go faster, lose weight? No, lose drag, lose resistance. That's mm-hmm. where the money's at. Yeah, I converted my the the bearings and the silver bullet from loose to sealed, and that's how they are. You spin it, and they spin and spin and spin and spin and spin. You can have the slowest right. moped that's supposed to do twenty miles an hour and like tune the little bits mm-hmm. and get five miles an hour mm-hmm. more out the, of it. The bearing drag, the brake drag. Yep. Like <laughs> low, you know, flip your handlebars completely upside down. My my favorite Whatever one is the um. Is the is the uncentered crank? Because a lot of people no. build their motors and they you know smash the cases together. And I'm guilty about that too. Yeah, I've done it tons they, of times. But they don't like. You don't have to put feeler gauges in it to like see like you know what the gap is between your case right. and your bearing. But there should side, yep. it should be some kind of balance between left and right. It shouldn't be rubbing on one side. And I've definitely mm. seen those motors where they put in their crank and like. You spin the flywheel by hand. You look it, at it. It spins like once. Like that bitch should like spin. Yeah. Yeah, I bought a slot hammer just for that. And I got some like extra gadgets for the slot hammer so I can attach it to one side or the other. To Once I put the cases together, I can fucking go whap and smack it over. But I can put the mm-hmm. shim. I can add shims in between the side that I'm pulling against yeah. so it doesn't go mm-hmm. too far. Mm-hmm. So I'll measure one side, measure the other side, and just guesstimate close enough. I'm not, you know, like a rocket scientist with it or anything. I just get close enough. As long as it's not, like, crazy. Because I've seen Tomos's are famous for this. I'll get a Tomos shop, you know, like a Tomos building shop, and it'll be way... Like, I never see this with Pooks, but Tomos's, Motobikins are, like, really bad about it. Actually, Motobikins are probably the most finicky about it. Um, But if they're not centered, they're the worst, man. They'll eat up everything. Oh, yeah. Mm. I gotta pee. Maintenance. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> Grab me but a yeah, beer. So back to the back to the life in the horde, dude. Um, I know, like you were up in New Jersey and you were just stacking bikes up left and right back in the day. That's true. That was the that was the second wave. The first wave was like I said, from like 1977 to 81. The second wave started around 2000. Um, just at the beginning when Moped Army just started to people started talking about it and. Um, it was crazy. It was, uh, I was the only one out there looking for stuff. They just, but I didn't even have to look very far. It was just, people would bring me stuff. I mean, just literally show up at my house and say, Can you please take this off my hands? My kids left this for me 20 years ago and I want to get rid of it. And I just, I just kept putting them back into my neighbor's barn. I just kept accumulating them, accumulating them. And, uh, Kim, my, my wife would go out and, uh, people would call us and say, there's like 20 bikes here. We need to get them off my property. And we would go out and, and pick them up. I mean, that was just the way it was. It was crazy. I mean, hundreds of bikes during that time. There were hundreds, literally hundreds of bikes came through that barn. What was the most you had at one time? 111. 
I know it because I had it on a spreadsheet. That's the only reason I know. <laughs> I, had I had to keep track of everything, and uh, it was that was probably around that was probably around two thousand nine. I'd say That's every sad. year we'd have we host a ride in New Jersey, and we we have what's called pet adoption instead of pet adoption, mm -hmm. pet adoption, and um, basically I I cut loose like two thirds or three quarters of all the bikes, basically what I, what I had, what I paid for them. If I didn't have much into them, I gave them away for free. Oh, yeah. um, the famous moped Larry ride. Yeah, I know. It was, it was, it was pretty, it was 11 years. We had a lot of fun over those 11 years. It was like 2004 to 2015. We hosted that ride. and It was a lot of fun. And we just kept getting bigger and bigger. And finally around 2014 or 15, it just got so big that we couldn't, we couldn't keep up with it anymore. It just got, it was just getting too risky, too dangerous. Yeah. I mean, all those two strokes. Yeah. Nobody realized having gone that way. Like the rides get a little more risky. 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 <laughs> Everyone's going a little faster, you know, over the years. Right. The performance parts have been coming, and you know, you have about a mix of riders of all different skill levels trying to trying to like you trying know to rip compete, it up, trying to jockey for position. Exactly. Like, so far. And it turns into Lancaster, yeah. looking. Philly or something. Isle of Man TT, dog. <laughs> Isle of Man. <laughs> yeah, our, our rides were our rides were not as much rallies, but they were they were organized rides. We had uh, chase vehicles because we had people from out of state that didn't know their way around our area, and we had you know if they broke down, we had to we had to pick them up. There was no way around it. We couldn't leave people stranded on the side of the road. Yeah. So we had we had multiple chase vehicles. We had people in the rear to fix bikes. People in the front. People in the middle. It was crazy. It just got it got so big that it just became too too big to handle. Yeah. But it, it was a lot of fun. While, while all those years, it was we had a lot of fun. I met a lot of people, a lot of good people. But a lot of Richmond folks came every year. At the beginning of our ride back in like 2004, the majority of them were Richmond folks as opposed to New Jersey people. Richmond. Yeah. I mean, that's what I that's what I tell all the all the, all the new people that are because like our our scene in Richmond right now. I know you're you're living in VA. You're not far from us. But like our, the scene of what we, people we have riding right now are all pretty new. Like it's a fraction right. of what it was when and I it's, started. It's, it's better than when I started. Like the the so? quality of people. Well, we we used to have like twenty people on a moped Monday of just people who lived here, yeah. and their little our group rides are a little smaller now, and it's a lot of people are newer, but they don't even know. I'm like I tell them I'm like yeah we're about to get moped Larry on the podcast. Like a good portion of the bikes that came to Richmond back in the day are because of you. Because the, yeah, the hell stadiums would go out there to ride, and they'd come back with 12, 15 bikes on a trailer. Yeah. Like, what? Where'd all these come from? Yeah. That's, they would rent. The, they would literally rent a U-Haul trailer to my, and come bring to my house, and then I would just load them up. It'd be just pile them in there. It was. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, they came. They even they would even come during the year when it was not not during a ride. They'd just show up in the middle of the year and just load up a trailer and, and bring it back to Richmond. They just Fuck came yeah, up with I would too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He yeah, said it was, it was, the, the most he had at the time, because Tom was out the room, he said the most he had at one time was like 111 mopeds in the barn. 111. It filled my neighbor's barn from, from front to rear. I mean, it was... That's crazy. It, 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 I, I'd walk in the barn and get overwhelmed. Like, <laughs> what am I going to do with... You know, what am I going to do today? Like, what have I, I get, done? I get what have I, I, I done? I could smell the varnish, you know, the gas uh, that turned into varnish. I could smell that leaking all over the place. What do you do? Just buy them at auction or something? I or? need a 55 gallon drum of ATF type <laughs> bath. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was just insane. I mean, it, it was, I, I couldn't keep up with it after a while. That's why I, I, every year I'd say I have to get rid of at least three quarters of them. I just couldn't keep up with it. It was overwhelming. 
was it like was it like an organized mess? Because I know I've seen the pictures of Fred's like Fred's down in Atlanta, and it's just like bikes piled up in the outdoors, like stumbling over like each other. Hoarder status. No, this mine was organized. Mine was very organized. I had it like I said, it was my neighbor's barn, and we had them all. They were all complete. Pretty much the ninety nine percent of them were complete bikes. Um, some had issues, but most of them were, most of them I had restored either running condition. And when the guys used to come down for the ride, they used to actually buy them and then just take them right out in the ride and use them that day. That's so crazy. So, yeah. yeah. But it, it was very, it was, I kept them pretty organized you have to, because if you don't keep track of your stuff and where your parts are and stuff, yeah. it just it becomes a mess. Like that's what happened with the hell Satan when they bought out that, uh, that moped shop, uh, that the older gentleman had a moped shop, mm-hmm. uh, they couldn't keep track of their stuff and people were walking away with stuff and uh, bikes and parts and you, you can't, you got to have to be somewhat organized in order to pull that off. I mean, 150 me, bikes man. back then, like what do you think the value that you had in it back then for 150 bikes? Oh man, I, I, I can't. Versus the value I, now. I cringe when I think about what I, what I, you know, just let them go for versus what they're going for today. I mean, oh, dude, white derbies you were selling for like you, nothing. You can't, you can't get a puka today for under a grand on the marketplace. I sold a piece of shit puka the other day for three hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, I, I let go three derbies. I remember one one guy for one hundred fifty dollars. What the fuck? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Wait, say it again yeah. for those who, who didn't hear. Three, three derby variants for one hundred fifty dollars. They were all. Not, it was crazy. I mean, I, I had I had Magnum, Sebring, you name it. I had it, um, and uh, I just I just at that time I you know the, I was still having a lot of fun with them. I didn't realize that they would they were going to go up in value as much as they did. And uh, but you know I look back on it now and I'm like, wow, I could have I could have been sitting on a, on a fortune. Yeah, gold mine. That's what we call. It. We refer to like our mopeds as like a my savings account. Like I got Mo- a, a moped moped Larry savings account. shit the bed on his own little moped Bitcoin here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Came out the market a little early. Yeah. Now <laughs> I, I don't see moped Larry doesn't have diamond hands. <laughs> Dude, speaking of like feeling overwhelmed, I can only imagine walking into a hundred plus bikes because like I walk into my garage of fifteen. I can't. I have a fucking pump like... lotion, a little thing of pump lotion right next to the light switch. <laughs> Yeah, I walk in my garage and I just want to walk out immediately. Yeah, it's like, man. I don't want nothing to do with it. Nothing. <laughs> just yeah, the daunting was, task of thinking about working on them all. It, it was, like I said, it's when it became overwhelming. When I, every day every day I go out there and say, which ones am I going to work on today? You're tempted, like you start on one, then you're tempted to jump to another one, but you got to stick with the, you know, one at a time or else you, you never get anything done. You just you just keep hopping from one project to another, never yep. finish it. Yeah. You know all about I've that. worked on three mopeds at once. It's not smart. I mean like what was the what was the purpose of buying so many bikes just to become a collector? I you know, I, I really didn't have a plan. I just kept I just enjoyed resurrecting them. That was pretty much it. I mean back then I just enjoyed hearing those motors come back to life again. It, it didn't matter what kind it was, it just I get a kick at everything, and I still do. But I, whenever I fire up a bike again, it has been started in thirty or forty years. You, you know, it's 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 fun. It's just uh, it's a sensation you, you rarely feel doing anything else. And it's yeah. like that you sense know. of accomplishment too. Like I say it all the time. Right. Like that's what I feel working on a moped. That sense mm-hmm. of like being a fix something and it work and being a, it physically take you somewhere. 
It's like there's no other feeling like you that. Feel but, like I, you're but I've got that right. air, like you can go to the moon. Yeah, it's like yeah. yo, I did this. Like you ain't done shit. <laughs> yeah, for, for me, it's the fun. It's the fun of the hunt, the the fun of the negotiation yep. of the purchase of it, and then. But I also like really love putting it back out in the world, like getting mm-hmm. rid of it yeah. to someone who's you know, actually like, going to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, but you never know. Like, like you that. hope that they're going to take it and move forward with it, or like keep the dream alive, or they're going to be the next fucking King Pat or whoever, or Big E, or you know, like whatever it is. You know, like you never know right. who you're meeting. Mm-hmm. What were some of your uh, some of the best stories of the bikes you've gotten over the years? Best stories of the bikes I have, or the best. Best stories, as in uh, the person you purchased it from. Yeah, uh, like that's what I I was gonna say. Yeah, like like, the guy. Because every bike comes with a story. There's so many stories. I mean, I've had like five, six hundred bikes come through that barn. So there were a lot of a lot of just the original owners telling me, you know, they only had a couple hundred miles on it. They rode them for a while. They realized that you know it wasn't for them, and then they they packed them up in towels and put them away up in their attic. My grandfather died on this bike. It was a lot of a lot of stories. A lot of people like you know. I would take pictures of the people with the bikes when I would before I would take them away. Um, so I don't have a, a particular story. There's all pretty much very all very similar stories. The kids they had them they for a few years, and when they were like you know back in the '70s, mm-hmm. rode them for a couple of years and then just abandoned them. And the parents had to get rid of them. And the and the but sometimes I would run into the kids themselves. They would. They would, and uh, they they would get all melancholy and stuff. And I actually had one. I was supposed to uh, buy one from somebody, and then uh, the guy asked me if I would fix it for him instead of taking it from him. Yeah. And I ended up I ended up rebuilding the motor, gave it back to him. And, That's always uh, the best, right there. I get yeah, stoked awesome. on that. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I've right. had a couple of those gigs before. The guy's like, "Ah, oh, man, I'm thinking about selling it." You know. Yeah, I've done that before. It's like, man, you sure you really want to sell it? Man, you can fix it. I had, yeah. I had a neighbor, so I remember like r- the last Richmond group shop we had. The shop finally split up, and we all had to like go our separate ways and find last minute garages. And like I found one in a little alley near Carytown in Richmond, mm-hmm. and no more than four houses down from where my little garage was, there was this little couple that lived there, older fam- like family. And the guy like rode his little scooter around. He had a little buddy scooter that he rip around. He had a full motorcycle jacket and everything for it. Like he loved the thing. Top he, hat. And he was like, "Oh man, you work on mopeds? Like we have my my son's Tomos in here, and it was like beautiful red, perfect condition Tomos. It was great. And like I just cleaned it up, fixed it, got it running again. And they surprised their son with it when he came back from overseas, which is much better than getting rid of it." Yeah, they like they ended up selling it. They were like, "All right, well, he doesn't want to keep it. Like, if you guys, if you want to find a home for it and like consignment thing, but like it was cool, like just seeing him like be surprised when he came back. I got to meet him. He got to like ride the bike around. Mm -hmm. It was awesome. He's not gonna realize what he's missing, man. And like in ten years from now, he's like, "Motherfucker, man, I should not have. (laughs) What was I thinking? It was a beauty too, dude. It was perfect." One of my little neighbor kid wants to get a, get a bike or something. I'm like, oh, I don't know, man. I don't know if I want to get involved in like my neighbors harassing me for moped shit. <laughs> Have one of your moped shit yeah. living hey, too man, close to you. Yeah, yeah. two point five by sixteen tire, man. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Probably. So right, right, people twice buy, already. People buy like a forty year old bike and they think they're gonna get a, like a, a one year warranty with it or something. Yeah, I used to tell people, dude, you roll it off my driveway, that warranty is over. Damn, that's what I was going to ask you next. I was going to say, how many moped children do you have? 
Because we feel like uh, every time you sell a bike, you've birthed a new moped child into the world. That's your responsibility. And, and they're your responsibility. you got to, like, take care of them until they're 18. <laughs> hold, their, hold their hand, change their spark plugs for them. I, actually, I never would. Uh, I uh, rarely did I ever let one go to somebody that lived close to me. I didn't want to. I didn't want to get in the, in that position that you're talking about, where people kept bringing it back. Smart you know, man. This, that I, all my bikes. I'd say 99 of the bikes that I I restored uh, went out of state. They all went out to Virginia or Ohio, um, in New York. They were all over the place. But I, very rarely did I ever sell anything to anybody in New Jersey. Yeah, just for that reason. Dude, the, the the fucking the warranty doesn't exist with me. I can like I can I can deal with some like like some things, but like stupidity, I cannot deal with. <laughs> what you can't right. put a, a whole quart of motor oil in it for a car, <laughs> or like try to do a burnout on your fucking stock ass one horsepower maxi and smoke your tire and then complain to me that the tires bullshit this guy the last guy that bought the bike i showed it to him he was excited to show up he didn't have a helmet ready to ride it home although this bike had been sitting for two and a half years at my house easily and maybe five years before that at somebody else's house and i was like cleaned it up same day cleaned it up got it fired up listed it and sold it so i'm like advertising it properly Needs complete restoration. Currently runs. New Petcock, you know, like, carbs have been gone through and cleaned and good. It's currently running. You could ride it. So the hard work's done. You just got to put, like, I don't know, the tire that has a giant slash in it needs to be replaced. The head, mm-hmm. the lights don't fucking work. The Both front and rear tire were so dry-rotted. When I pumped them up, they creaked and popped and split the rubber. The, the inner tube split the rubber. Oh, yeah. And the guy's like, oh, we got a helmet. I don't ride this thing. I don't ride this thing home. I'm like, Bye. fucking Boy, <laughs> Whatever, dude. Give me 350 bucks. See you later. <laughs> so the only helmet I had that I could sell them, well, I think, yeah, I think it is the only helmet that I would sell was some uh, helmet I bought with another Maxi that I bought uh, like a while ago, that cream-colored Maxi. Mm-hmm. The guy had that bike for his girlfriend, and his girlfriend had in the box a brand-new hot pink helmet with a hot pink reflective vest and gloves and everything. So it's like, here you go. You can have all of this for $20. <laughs> brand new. Hardly used. You know that goes for someone who's got the Barbie bike, dude. Come on. That helmet was legit hot, hot, I gotta hot, that color scheme. hot. No warranty. But like I told the motherfucker, I was like, you know, like I wasn't, I didn't bullshit him. You know, it's like there wasn't any way that he could come back and be like, oh, you didn't tell me about this. Like I went over the bike with him. Like I did this. I did that. Everything else is garbage. So the fuel flows good. What else? That's about it. You're good. See you later. <laughs> Can't bullshit a bullshitter. See you later, brother. Mm. What was the furthest you ever traveled to pick up a bike? Actually, I never really had to travel that far. I mean, I was I was try to stay within a fifty mile radius of my house. Um, I mean, I, I know people that have traveled hours and you know ten, twelve hours to pick up a bike. I think it's crazy. I mean, unless it's it's something uber rare, like you know, a Magnum LTD or something. I couldn't see going any farther than fifty miles or like about an hour, hour and a half from my house to go get something. Unless I happened to be going, like if I was going from New Jersey to Richmond, and there was a bike in, in the you know in the Richmond area, I'd pick up along um, the way. On the way, exactly. But I would never go. I would never drive six, seven hours to go pick up a bike. I think it's crazy. 
Do you still have any Magnum LTDs? <laughs> no, no, no. Don't, don't get don't get blown up. The whole don't say it out loud. <laughs> Shh. Private message me. Yeah, like the whole the whole podcast listeners would be calling you all day tomorrow. No, I can okay, I can see worry. everybody's radars on their little ears poking up right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> LTD. LTD. The only three I have are the three in my profile on the Moped Army. That's the, that's the only ones I have still today. Do you ever get into Vespas? Vespa mopeds or scooters? Uh, mopeds. I've had a couple. I, I, those are the ones just like like derbies. I practically gave away for nothing back in the you know back in the early two thousands. I just I never I, I stayed away from belt bikes for some reason. I don't know why. I just didn't. I didn't were care you for were you beat with belts as a child? No, it was that original <laughs> that, that original moped, that original Moby dude. It turned them off the variated game. Exactly. Even if she varies, <laughs> that's exactly why. Yeah, I never, that. I never liked bikes that had that had belts of Peugeots, Motorbikes, Vespas, Hondas. I just, I would just basically just give them away. Man, you're fucking up these days. That, that's where the shit's at. That's where the, dude, the game the, is. The, the Vespa, <laughs> dude, the Vespa market was trash like ten, even ten years ago. I like, still loved no, it. Nobody, even ten years ago, I still loved it. Ten years ago, nobody wanted a Vespa. They were giving them away. But the market wasn't. So the aftermarket was still good ten years ago for it, though. Mm-hmm. Just not here, like the U.S. market. People yeah. just didn't know about it. Yeah. Yeah, the, only, the only Vespas I remember when I was a kid was Vespa Chows. That was the only Vespa I used to see on the road. I never saw the other models like the Grands. I think they came after after my time uh, once I stopped riding. Yeah, the fucking Chow is probably the worst. Uh, like, it's the best and worst Vespa ever built. Like, it's so good mm-hmm. because it doesn't weigh shit. It's simple. It's lightweight. But mm-hmm. fuck, man. I'm 40 now. I don't want to ride no damn Vespa Chow anywhere. <laughs> fuck no that suspension. shit. Yeah, no no suspension. I like the Grande. The Grande is where the money's at. Big comfy oh, yeah. seat, high handlebars. You're not like Plush. Hun- hunched over mm-hmm. like some fucking crotch rocket hot boy. You got foot pegs in the front. You can put your feet on the pedals. You can f- put your feet on the back. You got a luggage rack to carry all your churn. <laughs> Good to go. <laughs> all, all the things. All the, all the shit. <laughs> the only chows I go from that had that battery box with the turn signals. I always thought that was cool. Yeah, the cat eye, like the. F- yeah. You ever like actually had a, uh, one of those cat eyes that worked? Oh, dude, I had one on my uh, on my Maxi Lux. I had. I never had one that like you could put batteries in it and it worked. I had it. I had one. I had an NOS set of uh, cat eyes that I stuck on a. Uh, actually, I stuck on a Honda Dream, uh, not a moped. I put them on a Honda Dream. They worked. Then I had a set of ones that the good ones, the, but the black case. I had the, that the on the good cat eyes. And they worked, right? I couldn't believe it. I, the bike was 30-something years old, and I went and I started up, and those things are still working. That's sick. Dude, when I saw the first time I saw mine on the bike, because I, cause I never— Because it's an aftermarket accessory. I, like. Yeah, I had no clue what it was. The first time I saw it on this bike I purchased, they opened the garage, I pulled it out, I kicked the tires, and I was like, yeah, I guess I'll take it. And I get, and they leave, and I'm like, yo, what are these lights? Yeah, I was, it, it blew Extra my mind. Shit. And I was like, I was, I was on the internet. I was, like, I thought they were aftermarket. I thought it was just some, some Jimmy Joe, good, it's old, like, uh, good old country boy, put see, on some random turn signals. What's that shit where like you home shopping network for mopeds like accessories? <laughs> it's the fucking ultimate JC Whitney. Like, like you could, you could get your cat eyes, or you can get that sick ass new chrome mirror, like the chrome model. 
That was the ultimate moped accessory back in the day. Like now it's pipes, kits, carbs, like headlight, right. bucket protector. I, I would say the ultimate accessory now is what disc brakes, like like disc good quality brakes. like disc brake setup. Disc brake delivery, baby. Hey man, I brought you a beer. Did you already go through it. Moped's got to stop. You know. God bless America, <laughs> man. You got to go to work in the morning. Have a good day. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, I remember. I, used to, I remember when they were selling accessories when I was a kid. That was a big deal to get uh, turn signals or uh, um, a nice mirror. That, it was all it was a nice all mirror. Cool uh, do you do you have any uh, like uh, thoughts about like getting out and riding with the Richmond crew at all, or getting back on the bikes and kind of bobbing around with us? You're guys? not that far away. Yeah. You no, know, no, I'd love to. I'd, I'd love to get. Uh, I'd have to work my way back up to it. I had two two major back surgeries last year, so I'm working my way back up to it. I'm back on a scooter now. Uh, I hate to say that word, but I am back. On a, I have a buddy 125 that I still ride. Dude, whatever. And I've got a scooter, whatever, the electric start, and I love that motherfucker. I got a Honda oh, yeah. Elite scooter. Yeah, come ride I the scooter. I have a, hot, a lot of Honda Elite. And uh, so I just worked my way back now. I just started like I just started getting back on the moped before I took that motor off uh, to start riding again. So, you know, I, I definitely would like to come back and, uh, and, and, and ride see with what it, See what it's like, man. Uh, you actually lit the torch that we could carry to this day. You know what I mean? Where the, you know what I mean? That's just man. Yeah, I would love to. I'd love to go ride with with, with you guys. Do we hit the we hit the Seven Hills Scooter Club through through a ride like last weekend? Yeah, last weekend we went we went yeah, on yeah, that. Yeah, they, yeah. Took us, they took us on a good ride. I know a little bit out. about Powhatan. I can go out there rip some Powhatan yeah. roads. We rode out in the East End. It was my it was my time. sister used to live off a of red lane out there in Powhatan. Red lane, yeah, I'm only about ten minutes from Red Lane Road. That's yeah. that far. Yeah, you're close. You, the problem in Powhatan is that all there's no shoulders on any of the roads. Yeah, yeah. yeah so you need three people. You got to have some yeah. babies. You got to get. You got to adopt some kids, man. Some moped kids in the neighborhood. Fucking get them tuned up. Get them fired up about mopeds, and then you can ride in a little pack. And they're fast out there. Block traffic. Man. They're not fast so when they're when they're blocked. <laughs> I live in. A, I live, We live in an over fifty five community now, and I'm the. I'm fifty seven. I'm the kid there in the community. <laughs> oh yeah. Like those whippersnappers in there making those damn noise on that scooter. Man, you pulling all that dusty booty. <laughs> You should have seen the guy that brought him the uh, torch that we were using. You should have seen that guy. Was he like was 80, he's, eight, he's 88 years old, believe it or not, See? that guy. There you go. That's wild. Solid dude, though. We Solid should all dude. be so lucky to live that long, yeah. I guess. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but still hoofing around, too. Like, I'm be lucky if I can walk at 88. Dude. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I'll be lucky if I'm having fun at that age. <laughs> Knock me off. If I'm having fun, I'm still in the game. Justin, don't wreck any more mopeds. Knock me off, dude. <laughs> Got that little limp still, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I can't wait to fucking get you come out and ride, even if it's just for bullshit. We've got a little party thing coming up in what was it July? Yeah, the, uh, oh, Baker's the, the end of the Baker's Dozen run. You don't need to ride. You can just come hang out. Uh, that should be fun. Show your face. Be cool to see all these interesting bikes too. That's what I want to see. That's what I'm most excited about. All the I love the ingenuity these guys yeah. are putting into their 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 mopeds, like extra gas tanks, like uh, extra spare mm-hmm. parts, like bolted to their shit, like. Things that they have tested and know they're going to need. They're going to the distance. Right. Yeah. To go the distance, yeah. Or or just even seat configuration. That's a big thing. Like, when you really mm-hmm. think about it, like, all right, so the performance of the bike is one thing, but holy fuck, your ass has to be on that seat for a hot minute. That's where the money's at. Yeah, I'm not riding that long. <laughs> you, just, you just need more ass. No, dude, you just roll it on a recliner. Yeah. The, the couch set up. Like, dude, you got a lazy boy, some fucking extended handlebars. Woo. 
Yeah, I don't know, man. The lazy boy is heavy, though. So when you hit the hill, guess what? A lot of wind resistance. You're extra comfortable in that hill. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Mopeds. You want to go through the uh, the um, the? I don't, no, I don't got any. This is just random stuff. Random shit. <laughs> oh, okay. So, uh, what were some of your like uh, rookie mistakes when you first started, uh, like really wrenching on bikes? Oh boy, rookie mistakes. Like uh, what, the same mistake we made last week when we we took off the head, the, the head, and the jug, and then had to take the clutch apart. Oh yeah, that yeah. was a good one. That was a good one. So we just we we put the piston back on the crank. We just shoved the wristband through it. We put it we held it back together with just two head bolts or nuts or whatever, just two. That's that's more than I would have done. I've done this shit sometimes where I just pull the flathead underneath the piston. Put a nice soft rag. <laughs> yeah, but you just heard of his brass bushing was fucked up. It was egg shaped, and that's probably why it was egg shaped because we tried to cut a corner at first, and it didn't really work out that way. That probably yeah, that, that, yeah. Could, that, that could have been one of the reasons why. I was also, a firm believer in the impact drill. Yeah, impact that, that would have broke it free. Oh shit, yeah. dude. Electric impact about. is where the money's at. You, I got that one from Black and Decker for like forty five bucks shipped from Amazon, and that's it what is, I told him. Man. That thing is him. the shit for the money. Like it's so cheap. For that one tool, but man, I use it for I use it lots, for everything. For everything, I that's the best tool ever. A it, it'll volt. cut your disassembly time by like seventy five percent. Just your your ratcheting time. Your just tool I had time. A, I had a Ryobi. I had one a Ryobi one, oh, but it didn't. Fire. The batteries just don't last very long. There was nothing wrong with the uh, the, the impact wrench, but the batteries would would die after about six months to a year. Oh man, yeah, that old so, shit. That's so that's, that's when you know it's time to upgrade. You got to store store them. They have a big storage thing too with these batteries. My, my, you can't let them get cold. Yeah, my yeah. my Craftsman twenty volts for all my drill stuff. They stay in the garage. Mm-hmm. Never had a problem with them because they're lithium ion. They don't but, the yeah. cold doesn't affect them. But, but my big lawnmower, I bought one of those electric lawnmowers, and I fried the battery for a season because I just like didn't read the directions. You're supposed to like. Fully charge it, put it away, full, yep. you know, climate yeah. control, all that stuff. Because I've got the, the electric lawnmower, yeah, too. Same thing. I leave the, the batteries for that inside the house. Yeah. Criminal negligence. Yeah. But my 20-volt but my hand drill stuff, impacts, drills, all that stuff, like those batteries are... So if you guys are listening, uh, Larry's Christmas list is <laughs> a, an impact driver, not from 1994. <laughs> uh, three flathead impact bits. <laughs> He had the hand impact. Still, my so. favorite tool to in mopeds to this day, the manual. I got manual this old ass Craftsman yeah, impact hammer. Hour, dude, I'm over it, dude. I'm over it. I've got this I'm antique Craftsman impact driver. That's like the bit itself. It's you know, like impact drivers have their own little bits that are like hexagon or whatever right. that slide in there. This it's one, is, this one is like a legit three quarter inch like square like shaft thing. Like you could bolt a socket to it. Uh, uh, an extension in it, like a normal. Mine's like that too. You just take the little piece off. That end piece comes off. Yeah, you can do that too with the other ones, but this is like a fucking some shit my dad had from mm. like the way back in the day. But it, the size of it is a little guy, and you fucking hit that thing, and it works perfect. Mm-hmm. My my newer one I've got from, I think it's a Craftsman Fat Daddy, and it's fine. There's nothing wrong with it, but I prefer the little guy because I because after I'm done, I could just. Handle it and unbolt the fucking yeah, bolt so the rest of the way. It's not some heavy ass tool. Yeah. What's your uh, favorite? What was your favorite moped tool over the years? The bearing oh, pull. That, the bearing pull. Oh, I was just gonna say that bearing pull. I showed yeah, you. I, yeah, yeah. Sli- slide, slide hammer. No, it was it was a bearing no. pull that you know you, you clamp around your bearing on your E50 crank or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've got I did, one of those. The clamshell yeah. puller. I've yeah, never yeah. seen one, and he pulled it out, and I was using it. I was like, yeah, this is tight. I got one yeah. of those. Yeah, those things legit. They're great. Yeah, that was amazing. 
I remember watching Sal like take Barons off his crank, and he was using like the the hammer wedge. Yeah, and I'm that, like that's not the tool. That not like a pickle way. fork. Yeah, yeah, I'm like that is not the tool for the job. Right. That's CPF. Yeah, that's how you break. That's how you fuck a crank up. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. Yep. Yeah, it'll work, but it's not oh, the yeah. right one. That that puller is perfect. You put I had all the shit there. He had all. Of it. I think his favorite tool is a torch he didn't own. Oh. <laughs> he just can't bring himself to use it. We had a grill lighter. It's probably buried in a garage somewhere. Grill lighter. Next best thing. <laughs> Can I put that on my on my uh, Christmas list too? I need a yeah. torch. The yeah, Amazon wish list. Let's be real too. Map gas. Got to got to go hard. Do you know? You know? Realistically, what I got recently was the um, the like the butane soldering kit. Because mm. like I mm-hmm. solder some things, but I don't use enough solder like i don't solder enough shit to need like a nice professional rig to justify it i want a soldering gun but I so don't do enough I, what i ended up buying was the butane soldering tool so you can just unscrew the tip and then it's also a torch so it kind of works double duty so it's a, it's not just like a torch that runs like a giant flame all over your shit you can just use you know like a nice precision shit. yeah yeah kind of like a dab rig torch for your reference yeah I mean, <laughs> precision yeah like a, shit. yeah nice precision fucking torch and so then you've got a tool that does two things and a little package of one so you can heat bearings of it you know heat bearings heat cranks whatever you want but then when you're done make you, that shatter you also have a you fucking can take a gnarly dab a nice little soldering kit and you can take a gnarly dab with it what would be what would be two tools this is a good circle one what would be a uh, two tools that you would want that you don't have hmm. time and light <laughs> those are not tools <laughs> a time and yeah, light's not I a think... tool that's a tool <laughs> i need a time and light right I now i think i, I have, have one i think i have all the ones i need. i have minarelli poop marini I, ha- I think i have everyone i would possibly need i don't think i, I think I, got, I think i have one you probably don't have what's it's, that it's in my garage the uh the it's a slide hammer but it's the uh for pulling inner diameters like you put it inside of something and oh, you like a bearing bearing pull oh yeah yeah, like yeah, you, yeah. if you break the bearing yeah if like your bearing the right? bearing race pops up like falls apart in the wheel right yeah i do have i do have that ah oh, uh, want 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 yeah. thought i had them <laughs> you talking to you, man. do you that, have do you have a seal puller Yes, I have a steel puller. So I've got that. Yeah, I've got a steel puller. It's called a wood screw. (laughs) (laughs) I've also got the seal installer kit. Yeah, I got Got that that too. It's called a socket. Baron installer too. This is a tool I own, but I've only used once. I have, you know that little, uh, if you pull a CV axle and the boot has like a, a, a special clamp around it. Like almost like a what would be considered like a hose clamp for the most part, but it's like a pinch hose clamp. Right. Mm-hmm. Pinch. Yeah, so I've got the tool that takes oh, that the, off and reinstalls it. Yeah, that's a good wow. tool. That's nice. Yo, here's a tool I wish I had that I've never that I've never. Bought. I have no use for it, but I have it. The surclip installer tool. Oh yeah. It like so you can I use think I have the that. full circle surclips. With without like a without a piece to grab with the pliers, yeah, and it, and, it, and it closes them, and you can like push it in. Yeah, so we we no, uh, we were working on a Z50, and he had a circlip shit, and he had circlip pliers, and we were actually battling the circlip for longer than we should have. Some of them are to be a bitch, like the ones on Mosbacane, the variator. Oh, they, yeah, I the think they're, inter- they're internal. They're internal uh, circlips. Mm-hmm. They're even worse. Snap rings. They're way down. Yeah, there's, there. there's, there's external ones, there's internal ones. 
they're not intuitive. The ones on motorcades are not intuitive. They're very hard to use. Let's see, tool-wise. Uh, a sonic cleaner. You know what I really want is a damn spring compressor for, like, struts. A tool I don't, yeah, have, I don't have that I, that I find myself needing, like, more than I thought I would. The it's meme. like some sort of, like, portable spring compressor. The meme with five vice grips. <laughs> nah, man, I just, it's too much. It's so dangerous. Because <laughs> yeah. I'll, like, do, mm. I'll do, like, struts on a car, and then I'll, like, put it back together, and I'll, and you're, like, you're... It's fine when you're driving on the road. Then you put the fucker in reverse. And you start backing out and cut the corner. And you hear like a rent, rent. You're like, what the fuck, man? I got I got a three jaw puller, but sometimes I wish I had a two jaw puller. I've got two two jaw pullers, one small, one large, and I've got three three jaw pullers, mm. small, medium, large. Just a man of all the toys, huh? Dude, I was working on Toyotas for a minute. I bought tons <laughs> of fucking Toyotas, like tools for that rock crawler shit because i didn't know what i needed i you know, like my mechanical skill was garbage so i was like oh i'll make up for it with nice tools didn't work <laughs> didn't help me one bit someone overcompensated no i was just an idiot i still like if you're an idiot you still can't use the tools that do the job properly <laughs> bottom line makes That's sense true yeah you can have the best tools in the world if you don't know how to fucking use them you're still just an idiot what was one of your uh, sought-after mopeds that you never actually owned? Sought-after. I think I've, you know, I've had every My one. My Vespa. <laughs> oh, no. Never mind. That Grand Sport LTD, the, the one I had in high school, that, that was the one I, I sought after for the longest time. I finally I got one. Somebody brought it, somebody brought it to my ride in pieces in, uh, in milk crates, and I put it back together again. and that was, I felt like I had come full circle. Yeah. I mean, it's not the most sought-after bike, you know, as far as rarity, but it's, it's it evokes the most memories that I, as a kid, have that bike around me again. Do you fuck with kitted bikes? You you really only keep them pretty much original. Pretty much all original. All the bikes I ever had were original. So if we come around with you, we need to bring our like um, slow ride day, dude. Man, what's a politically correct word here? Stalker. <laughs> Stalkers. Yes, we need to bring our. Stalker, yo. Either that, or I have to bring my buddy down there. <laughs> nah, it's like yeah, scooter ride. Let's go. Yeah, let's do. <laughs> yeah, I'm a dude. I love the scooter. Right, whatever, dude. Two wheels. We're all more than married. If you bring your scooter, I'll bring my scooter. I've got three scooters here, so if you come down to Powhatan, I, I can I can accommodate two other riders. If you, uh, scooter oh, yeah? owner, let's get it. You got anything that'll do wheelies? <laughs> do a wheelie though. <laughs> how's your How's your uh, life insurance policy? <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we kicked out of your retirement community. Yeah, gotta take care of the back, dude. No wheelies, not allowed. Yeah, yeah. So is that the rule? Like, if you have a scooter in your retirement community, does it have to have a muffler? <laughs> Everybody around here has golf carts. I'm the only one who has a moped or a scooter around here. Mm-hmm. Oh, in, in, in the, yeah, but any of the boys that got uh, the gas golf carts, like lifted up and shit? No, nobody's got the gas ones. Everything around here is quiet. That's all right. You roll up one of them, they'll be like, hey, man, I had one of those when I was a kid. See, this is, this, this is the problem, man. Like, when you get in a retirement community, these fuckers think their hearing's going bad, but really, everything's just gotten real quiet. Gas cart gas cart mods, dude. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start a new collection. You better be careful. <laughs> you liking Virginia so far, though? 
I, I do. I like I like the uh, the climate here is much better than New Jersey. But I, the, I I just miss New Jersey roads. The roads where I live, I live out in the country, New Jersey. Believe it or not, and um, you can ride for miles and miles and not there'd be no traffic around you. You can ride right right smack in the middle of the road, thirty five or forty five mile an hour road, not not see any car traffic whatsoever. You fucked up, man. Just, you should have moved to Eastern Henrico, dude. No, man. Yeah. He's got a Bojangles right down the street from his house. Man, so. Powhatan's hot right now, dude. Powhatan's like, it, it, it's it's expensive and it's busy as a motherfucker. Everybody's yeah. trying to like move out of the city. Like Eastern Henrico is where it's at at the moment. And you have those really? those roads. Yeah, you want to go ride out east. There's there's the fields, and you can go ride forever without hitting any traffic. Or no stop real signs, traffic. You no can hit the lights. battlefields. You can fucking hit the bike trails. Like you know, like it's it's much as I never wanted to like Eastern Henrico. Never in my life. I fucking love it now. Because <laughs> there's nobody bothers you. Oh, you want to have a party? Nobody calls the cops. You want to fucking go ride your moped out in the woods? You might see a car here and there, but it's not like a line of cars, rush hour traffic kind of shit. There's nothing out right. there. Right. See everything around here in Powhatan, 55 miles an hour road with no shoulders. It's very, mm-hmm. very difficult to ride a moped around here safely. Yeah, well, around here, nobody's got jobs, so they're not leaving for work. <laughs> you just <laughs> fucking get, get do whatever you want, you know? That's true. All oh the goodness. cops are high. Hanging out in the corner, you can blast by him, dude. I thought we were getting pulled over earlier for sure. Blasting by that cop on Main Street. I know, I know. On the way to make shooties. Oh my god, because yeah. we were getting it too. Yeah. Dude, you want to tell us some, a little bit more about the uh, Muppet Larry rides? Like, what was like one of your favorites or some favorite moments yeah. from that? I mean, the, the last one was, was probably the most memorable because we had the most injuries on the last one. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, right up Justin's alley. <laughs> Yeah, we had 81 riders that for that particular ride. That was probably 2014 or 15, and um, they came from all over the country. I mean, we had people from Canada, Ohio, Michigan, you name it, Florida. They came up for the ride, and uh, one girl had her bike her bike broke down on the side of the road. I think it was I think it was a Tomos, if I'm not mistaken. Classic. And she was waiting there on the side of the road, and then here comes one of our uh, chase vehicles, and she starts to come up on the side of the out of the street and then the chase vehicle ran over her foot <laughs> yeah, yeah he told me about this yeah, uh, yeah drama. <laughs> some drama there and then there was a, then another guy came down and he, uh, his brakes locked up and he flew over his, his handlebars like whose fault uh, is that really like if you're standing like you know the fucking round. trailer's coming get the fuck right. out of the way you dumbass <laughs> how do you let a trailer tire run over you I don't know. This is a chase vehicle. This is a, a minivan with a, with a trailer attached to it. Still. Yeah, it was. It, her foot was pretty flattened out. It was pretty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she had on those steel toes. <laughs> when you that, hear, that was the most, probably the most memorable ride. We, we, had a lot of, we had a lot of fun on those rides. The de- they're all destination rides. We'd go to places like old Hot Dog Johnny's, where it was a, an old uh, 1940s drive in uh, place where, where all the motorcycles go and the. Uh, Classic cars. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of good places to go uh, on those rides. Hot, Around here. Hot Dog Johnny sounds fucking great, dude. The 1%. It was. It I, was. We'd line up the bikes. It was, it was, we had a terrific time. My thing is, like, we've got uh, Joey's here in Richmond. Joey's mm-hmm. Hot Dogs. And I like going there to get, just get a fucking chili and onion dog. Like, a super crunchy, like, that snap hot dog. Ooh, mm-hmm. man. So good. Best lunch ever. I've been to that. I've actually been to that place, Joey's. 
Yeah, Joey's is all right, man. Joey's pretty good. Yeah, it's not too bad. Uh, not too bad for you fucking Yankees up north. You got a better fucking hot dog up there, motherfucker. You're in Virginia now. Joey's is the best you're going to get. I've never I heard of it. Pizza. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen you fucking pizza. <laughs> we got garbage for pizza down in Richmond. For the most part. Yeah, the pizza's not very good here. Dude, it's terrible. What is it? Papa John's is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, Papa John's is fine. Like, you know, like if you're gonna go to a chain restaurant, I don't know. Like the best, I still think Asante's is probably my favorite pizza. No, nah, fuck that, man. They close the pizza, the <laughs> Pizza Hut by my house. Yeah, I'm fucking livid. Belmont? Right? No, the Pizza Hut. No, Asante's, man. You get livid. If you, if you had Asante's yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm yeah, talking yeah. to him. Yeah, I have. It's right there on my house. Yeah, Asante's, yeah, I and, and I love Belmont. I mean, Belmont, Belmont pizza is probably like a better quality pizza but i like the trashiness of asante's there's something about three o'clock in the morning hits the spot dude it's a fucking fine pie for like the little amount of work they do to put into it it's a good (laughs) fucking pizza about to check that out yeah so did you ever think you'd see mopeds get as popular and as big as they did like coming from like seeing it in the beginning in the 70s like no because he sold now. them all you already know the answer to this question he's like no i have no idea i was gonna lose so much money yeah he's fucking he's he's in a hole man yeah like realistically larry you probably made money but not as much as you could have made due to inflation oh, oh yeah i i that's that's a- true statement i would think i'd say so but you know the thing is you never you never recoup your time you yeah. may recoup your part, uh, but as far as your time goes, you, you're, if you did this for a living, you'd make minimum wage, if that. Yeah, by, real, by shit, bike. real shit, man. And not only so that, but like, if, you, if you're you know, flipping bikes, it's about the love of it, too. Like, you really put a lot of love exactly. into, into building a bike that was not bullshit. Right. It's yeah. just, um, yeah, if, if you do it for the money, it, it, it's... Nobody wants to spend, you know, a hundred dollars, pay a mechanic a hundred dollars an hour to work on their moped. Uh, you know, they'll pay that for their motorcycle, but when it comes to mopeds and all, you just you never recoup your time. You just do it because you love doing it. That's it. That's it in a nutshell. Yeah, you tell me, man. Wait till you spend all this money on a moped, and then you go out here and you wreck it the next day, dude, on Monument. <laughs> or you, you got to tell get, me, brother. Or you get dusted by a guy on a Vespa. Same difference, man. You got here, you fucking slide across the pavement, dude. You ain't got to tell me, dude. Uh, <laughs> dude, well, it's good having you on the show, man. We're gonna we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up. But uh, I don't know. You got any questions for us? I know we've we've, we've all met before, so it's not like we're not strangers. No, nah, man. No, <laughs> no. Nah, nah, before I met Moped Larry, I always thought that oh, this yeah. guy was a tall tale. I thought that he was a fairy tale, a urban legend. <laughs> yeah. Like the, like yeah, I, like people would bring him up. And it's just like, yeah, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yo, it turns out Moped Larry's real. He doesn't like, he's just exist dude. on the internet. No, he's for real. Yeah. <laughs> how, how many Moped Army posts was it? Uh, 9,000? Oh, yeah, 9,000 posts. Yeah, yeah we checked your Moped yeah, Army yeah, posts. 9,000 yeah. Moped Army posts. Yeah, one of our club members was like, yo, dude needs help, blah, blah, blah. And then I seen this shit, and I was like, yo, we're going to go do this shit. And it was like, yo, Moped Larry's real. Like... <laughs> So I like I'm glad I could help you out with whatever, man. I'm glad you guys reached out too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, yeah. I really appreciate it. Cause, I mean, you know, it's hard to ask for help, no matter you know what it is, whatever kind of help you need. But you know, when, when you get to be start getting up there, like I am now, it gets tougher and tougher just to do the you know basic things now. Yeah, yeah. I said it earlier, so, man. Like you lit the torch that we carry today, so I feel obligated 
to give you a hand, even though I never heard of you, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, we're going out here, we're doing the shit, and that's that. And here we are today. And I greatly appreciated it. Yeah, anytime, oh, yeah. man. Yeah, you need some need some fucking lookout, you know? You got some numbers, some phone numbers to call, and, and vice versa. We're going to call your ass to to, oh, yeah. to ask about what Moto became not to buy. Yeah. <laughs> 50L, leave it alone. <laughs> yeah, what do you think about Definitely. them New Jersey kids? The fucking New Jersey kids and their buy turbos? Yeah, I swear to God, dude. <laughs> <laughs> turbos and bet turbos doing 60 all day. Secret power band for life. So yeah. about that Jersey air, man. Treats that Thomas just yeah. right. Well, yeah. welcome to Virginia. You're going to fucking you. hate it or love it. Either way, you're stuck here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah, we can't wait to see you on the, on the flip side and yeah. uh, get you out and hang out and have a cold beverage, whatever that beverage may be for your preference, and and goof off and talk some shit. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. All right. Larry. Thanks for hanging out with us, bud. It's gonna, it'll be out tomorrow morning, so you know if you got any buddies, you know. Let us know. Yeah, well. Uh, you got any place anyone you want to give out some contact info if someone wants to find you on the internet? Yeah, maybe like the old guy who gave you the torch to pull that thing off if he wants to listen to the show. Uh, I mean, everybody knows I'm still on Moped Army as Moped Liar. So if anybody wants to, they can just private message me through Moped Army. It's going down. Uh, that's probably in the, the best, DM. Way, best way to get in touch with me. And also, my buddy Rob K, give a shout out to him and Hershey. Yeah, He's another fuck guy Rob K. Around, <laughs> he's been around a long time, Rob Kane. Yeah, he's and, uh, he slung a lot of bikes out I, there. I talk to Rob all the time. Rob's a good boy. Yeah, Rob's put a lot. Rob's put several hundred bikes out on the road easily over the yeah. years, and uh, he and I've been been doing this together for a long time. So I just want to give him a shout out for all everything he's done. Hell yeah, yeah. Rob's a good boy. I missed out on the last Carlisle show, and I wish I was there because my buddy gave me a report back, and he was like, Yo, "Yeah, he was of, there." He was like, there's tons of fucking bikes here this week. Every lot is sold. I'm like, motherfucker. So I called Rob K and gave him a hard time about it. I was like, don't be buying up all my bikes. I want to see him next season. <laughs> Trying to, Because I'm in the same boat. Like, I like to buy them. And that's part of the fun. Don't get me wrong. Like, that's most of my fun is buying them. But, like, getting them back on the road is another, like, that's, that's, yeah. that's also a lot of fun to see some fucking new guy or girl, like, get yep. into it. He, he, like, so it's a 50-50 shot, right? You're gonna put out bikes. Maybe fifty percent of them are gonna like keep with it or enjoy the hobby. Some right. Might, some might get thrashed and end up in a junkyard. So that just means we got to put out more. <laughs> so yeah, thanks. I know, I know Pennsylvania's got a got a still secret stash hoard up there. Ohio between between Rob K and fucking fucking Rob Burrito. There's some secret. Yeah. There's some secret bikes hiding in Pennsylvania. Yeah, he's still he's still digging out bikes, Rob Taylor, every day. Every day, I see him on the, on the internet for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, my man, we're gonna fucking call it a night. And go to bed and uh, appreciate you being on the show. Get any no questions? Yeah. If you want to ever like leave us a voicemail, call us at 804-638-9533. Okay. Call us. Leave us a shitty voicemail. <laughs> like if you ever have like too much to uh, too too much to drink or too much geritol and you're fucking up all night. <laughs> Give us a holler. <laughs> we'll do it. All right. Later, bro. Hell yeah. All right. Take care. Have a good night. All hail Larry. Moped Larry. All hail Moped Larry. All hail Moped Larry. All hail Moped Larry. Oh. I see it. Click. Click. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Man. That was fun. Yeah, Hover Lair's been around for a long time, dude. I know. Like, I decided to talk to him, man. Doing, it's like doing the thing. Talk to somebody on my old ass level. 
And you're getting there too. How old are you now? Um, I'm 37, bro. Yeah, dude. We're all fucking. I'm about to be 35. We got to find the next generation. Like, what's gonna happen when the next generation of moped riders come yeah, up? Yeah, I can or, see it now. I'm 50 years old. Are we the new fucker to take my two inch motor off? Are we the new hell Satan? You, you know when, I mean? when the next fucking know, RVA click comes up, yeah. when the next uh, smog squad comes in and starts fucking shit up? Like I thought I was gonna see it last year when I I fixed that one FA50 and that that dude who was like young in his 20s going to college and he was like. Seemed like he was pretty into the bike. He had bought some parts, kind of tried to do some work himself. And I was like, man. And his buddy was like, oh, my buddy rode it. He likes it. I'm like, I was like, this might be it right here. This might be another the new squad coming new up, click popping up. You know, how Richmond is. I mean, you, for you want to be someone new in Richmond and someone to keep it going. We just need another a new club. Some encouragement. <laughs> yeah. They're not going to join the current ones and do their own and like join that. Like it's going to be a new gang come out of Richmond eventually, and they're going to have to be the ones to fucking hold it down. Because I'm ready to get out. Oh, no. Oh, no. We're going to buy me some e-bikes and fucking... Don't say that, man. I'm with you. Let's start a new gang. (laughs) E-bike Retirees. Retiree gang. (laughs) Seniors. Dude. Oh, man. I say fuck it. Let's wrap it up. I was going to say something before. We got the parts in. I saw them in the garage. That's good for for the motor build that'll never... Yeah, the in, in theory, they never leave the shop. I mean, but all the parts are clean, sit on the on the drawer. Everything's prepped. You want to try to put those together this week? Got to build it. Let's won't do it. be this week. I'm fucking slammed this week. This week's fucked. But all well, right. well, um, I am working on my itinerary this week for my trip to Vegas. So I'm gonna hit up uh, the homies out there in Brutes. I mean, not Brutes Squad. That's wrong side of the country. A mountain the lion uh, debate club? No, 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 no. I'm hitting the homies in Vegas in Bob Ross Moped Club. So if mm. you live close to Vegas, I know some some of the Arizona boys or somebody hit me up and I was like, yo, they might come through. So I'm going to try to figure out a day or something where we're going to actually get out and ride. Get stoned. So maybe like, maybe paint some fucking mountainscapes. Yeah, get get planned or something, you know. That'd be funny. Do some street paintings. <laughs> get some uh, fucking... Uh, what's that? Some canvas and put some paint in an exhaust pipe and just like spray it out. You know? <laughs> I think that'd be nice, 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 nice art there. Just be brapping. Call it moped art. Brapping like Mad Brapper, Mad Brapper, Mad Brapper. He said it three times. Yo, if you go into a bathroom and you cut the lights out and you say that (laughs) into the mirror and you spin around in a circle, dude, that's it. Oh, funny story. So we had the moped Larry coming on. I made a little quick post today when I was like, I'm like, getting ready to go to my parents, you know, for Mother's Day and say what's up to her. And, like, I'm, like, rushing to get out the door. I'm, like, oh, i got to make this internet post first. Like, I just got off work. I was tired. So I made the post with Moped Larry. And I'm, like, yo, call him the voicemail so we can get some cool voicemails from Moped Larry. And I accidentally posted the wrong phone number. <laughs> the 938 and 983 are not the same. Not the same. So somebody might have gotten some interesting... Uh, Voicemails today. 804-938-9534-938-9534-938-9534-938-9534-938-9534-938-9534-938-9534-938-9534-938-9534-938-9534-938-9534-938-9534-938-9534-938-9534-938-9534-938-9534-938-9534-938-9534-938-9534-938-9
your car. <laughs> right about that. I don't know, like, touch your fly, was it moving? Like, no, nah, it feels pretty locked up. Sounds like you're fucked, dude. Oh, boy. Womp, womp, womp. You fucking...